0: Welcome to Rethink Retail, the show where we dive into the stories and strategies behind some of the most successful brands on the planet. From brick and mortar giants to e-commerce disruptors, we uncover the secrets to their success and deliver the keys to true retail transformation. So ask yourself, are you ready to rethink retail? The future of retail starts now. Hi, everyone. Welcome to another episode of Rethink Retail Podcast. I'm Christine Russo, and today I'm speaking with Garav Patel from HEB. Hi, Garav! Welcome. Thanks for having me. Awesome. So, Garav, HEB, it stands for Here Everything is Better.
1: Here Everything's Better.
0: Here Everything's Better, or short for HEB Grocery Company. And HEB is a prominent American supermarket chain headquartered in San Antonio, Texas. With a rich history dating back to 1905, H-E-B has grown to become one of the largest privately owned grocery retailers in the United States. Known for its commitment to quality and customer service, H-E-B operates over 400 stores across Texas and northern Mexico, offering a wide range of products including groceries, household items, and fresh produce. Do we have that correct? You've got it. Well, we're really happy you're here. Honestly, HEB is on my radar because I constantly see the innovation that is coming out of being announced, I should say. So I'm really excited to get into that with you. So Garav, you're Senior Director of Engineering and you've witnessed firsthand the evolution of the grocery store industry. Could you share the most significant technological advancements you've seen in this sector and how they've transformed customer experiences?
1: Absolutely. I think COVID was really a turning point for us. We had launched our curbside business, a brand new business. You know, We were expecting it to be a very small percentage of what customers would come in and shop for. And we realized with COVID that having that business was really a strategic opportunity and it was what our customers were demanding at the time. And because of that, it's really led to this influx of digital into our stores through and through, from how we manage inventory to how we support customer needs, how we do assortment, tailoring, merchandising. And it's really become the launching platform for us to make even greater investments inside of our stores. So I would say it was a little bit of a silver lining for us that we were able to really reach out and connect to families and support moms and their shopping lists and help her have a better time shopping at our stores, also increasing all the technology within our footprint.
0: So it was the most significant because it basically pivoted.
1: I think it changed all of us, kind of flipped the whole paradigm on its head. You know, I think if you think back, you know, 10 years ago, We didn't really think about what an heb.com experience would look like. But now it is a first-class experience. You can find inventory, you can find, you can shop on there, you can look up recipes. Really kind of changed the way we operate as a retailer.
0: And you're at the forefront. Did it sometimes feel like you were building the plane while you were flying it?
1: (laughs) We joke we were changing the engine as we were driving the car, right? You know retail very well. It's a high pressure, high stress. We're constantly innovating. And, you know, I think at times... Fortunately, the power of our people, the partners, our customers really drove us through. But it was absolutely figuring some things out as we're going. And we're continuing to figure out, right? We're here at NRF to learn more, to partner with more vendors. It's an ever-growing, moving forward. It's always moving forward.
0: Yeah, there's like no closed days. It's not like you can stop and say, okay, we're going to lift the curtain later to show you the next new thing. It's got to happen in real time.
1: Right. We're open 24 by 7. And actually this week... Texas is being affected by the snowstorm. And, you know, while we're here at NRF, we're still working, right? We've still got to make sure there's inventory on the shelves.
0: Absolutely. Well, in your role, you're at the forefront of integrating technology into retail. Mm-hmm. What emerging technologies have you seen or come across here at NRF or that you believe, theoretically, will have the most profound impact on the grocery industry in general and also at HEB over the next five years?
1: Yeah, I love that question. You know, I think For us, our store operators are at the heart of everything we do. We wouldn't be able to be as successful as we are without them. And so a lot of what I've been seeing at NRF and just in our industry in general is tools that help support them, make their lives easier. So if we can help store operators automate something that they don't need to do, that's an extra minute, two minutes that they can spend on a customer, that they can spend on something else. And so we're really seeing this demand from store operators as well as from customers just to give them better insights, to take this data that we have that's so powerful and put it together. And a quick example is we have some nutritionists at our health and wellness clinic that actually put together meal plans that they can automatically add into your shopping cart and order for you. And so we're starting to connect different parts of those businesses together. And so in my mind, any of the software, any of the technology that we can help operators with, that's going to be the stuff that's going to change the way we do business. They're really leading from the front.
0: So you actually have two sets of customers. You have your customers, the mom and the one yeah. shopping, and then you have your storefront line where you really, you can't fail. If you're going to put technology out that's going to improve their working condition, yeah. it has to be perfect when it goes out.
1: I think you're spot on. And, you know, we, we talk very regularly that we serve to our customers, yes, and we call them, it's our partners as well. h being a private company, you know, our store operators own a piece of the company themselves as well. I think it's a big benefit for us. You know, we have that ownership mentality throughout our organization. And so really making sure that they're getting what they need and, you know, helping partners helps customers, helping customers helps partners. And that's the win-win we're looking.
0: Okay. That sounds great. H-E-B has been known for its innovative approach to retail as we've gotten into. And we'll, we, I'm constantly seeing announcements coming out about HEB's innovation. Can you discuss any specific strategies or initiatives that HEB has implemented to stay ahead. So, what do I mean by that? Do you set sort of thematic goals over 12 to 24 months? Which is, you know, there was digital transformation sure. as an example. Do you have something like that?
1: We do have those, and you know, I think my boss says it really well. You know, change is the only constant in our industry, and uh, one of the things. So, we do have those themes like digital transformation. You know, big things like you know things like mainframe retirement. But what we've really discovered is you know, stepping back a little bit from the grocery experience, sometimes coming to these things, finding partners like Hognison, who help us understand the state of the industry, help us piece together solutions. Those things are really, really important for us, because a lot of times we can be very focused on the the work that we have right in front of us. But as you can see from the sales floor, you know, there's a ton of new ideas. And so one of the things that I've found most successful is really embracing innovation And you could do it in a very measured way, right? You don't have to go to all 450 stores day one. You could start with one, really get some feedback, listen. And if you can figure out how to get into that cycle, that process where you're attacking an idea, you're being very specific, you're getting your retrospective, you're taking that information and reapplying yourself, really got into this really great groove of continuous improvement where anything, you can do anything in front of you at that point, right?
0: How does it work? Do you have like, Let's say today you're implementing something that was a twinkle in the eye 24 months ago, right? Or 12 months ago. What is that sort of cadence? You're implementing, but it was, you walked a show, you saw it 24 months ago, you went through the demos, et cetera, et cetera. And then it got approved and then it got implemented. Like, is that pretty much like how it?
1: It can be similar to that. You know, I I would argue that we would always want it to go faster, right? I don't think I've ever met an executive who'd wanted to go slower. And so you know, maybe before COVID, we were probably in that 12 month, 24 month cycle. But really, you know, with through COVID and after COVID, we've really embraced a more lean, agile approach. You know, now we're starting to see things that take 90 days to get into a store from proof of concept. I like to joke, if there's a vice president that hits me up and says, we would like to try this. We're really doing a really good job of trimming down what it is, while we're trying to validate, getting in front of store operators, getting in front of customers, and then getting that feedback. Now, does that mean that we can launch it our entire set of stores? No, but it really gets us that information early to drive better decisioning throughout the whole planning process. And so we're starting to do that as we're moving into the Metroplex. We're really taking the learnings from the border, from Central Texas, from Houston, and we're really codifying it and moving them into that Metroplex for the new formats there. And so I think we'd always like to get faster, but I think to your point, you know, there is that process exists and we've just got to get better and better at it as our customers demand more too.
0: I mean, actually, that's impressive because I think, you know, normally there's a lot of layers, there's a lot of approvals, there's a lot of review. Yeah. And to sort of jump on something, embracing it, thinking it's going to improve, it's showing up, it's showing up in your numbers. Yeah. So how has AGB adapted to changes in consumer behavior? We talked a little bit about the mom, we talked about, you know, the shock and awe of having pickup curbside and yeah. having it be such a major component of your business now. What other lessons have you learned that will shape your strategies moving forward?
1: Yeah, that's a great question. You know, I, I was talking to a top store leader on a store walk the other day, and he mentioned that what curbside gave us was we finally understood what mom's chopping list actually was, right? Historically, she was coming into the store and she was subbing and shorting us as she saw the wall, right? Hey, you don't have the peanut butter that my kids like, or my kids don't like the one with the grape and the peanut butter together. And now that we have our list, we're really able to deliver to her what she's been wanting from us all these years. So I think this focus on customer, you know, we could talk about it at a high level, but I think really understanding what she's demanding of us so that we can really fulfill her needs has been a really critical part. And we found that through that combination of digital, curbside, as well as in-store experience, you know, there are a lot of the same things. It's, you know, it's really rare to find someone who's only online or only in-store. Usually it's a little bit of a hybrid, a mix of the two. And so, you know, putting that data together developing those insights and really applying ourselves to them, I think is a really important part. And with H-E-B, you know, very unique to us, you know, we really care about that community in the, you know, two to five miles right around that store. And so we're finding ways to also partner with groups in that community. We're finding ways to really cater the needs to the the neighborhoods that are right around there and what they're demanding of us. And I think that's a big part of why H-E-B has been successful. We're really ingrained and embedded as part of, you know, that the folks live and work right around us.
0: Well, I think what I hear you saying is if you have that curbside pickup, basically you have an online order.
1: You have your shopping list. Yeah.
0: So the real golden nugget here is that list, that actionable list. And she chose it. It's exactly she chose it.
1: what she's what asks. her kids want. It's what partner wants. Yeah.
0: So that becomes your launching point for personalization and customer satisfaction. Yeah. And buying. Yeah let's say you're thinking about dropping a particular peanut butter, you can look at your orders and say, well, you know, we have this many people and we need that shelf space or we need it. We don't actually need it in the store, but we need it in the warehouse because it's popular with that cohort, that community.
1: That's right, that's exactly right. And you know, I say moms, moms are very, very unique and they're very, very different. And you know, there's a lot of diversity in this space, but I think also just understanding what that list is also helps drive suggestions. You know as we're talking about sustainability and this movement to healthier foods, how can we offer and suggest other things? You know, a lot of times at H-E-B, we do promotions where we'll do, you know, combo locos, buy this, get this free, or Texas Showdown, buy a national brand, maybe get the H-E-B one free. And so it's an opportunity for us to have a conversation and also suggest other things. And I think that tailoring, both at the store level, but also at the shopping, at the shopper level, I think is really, really important. You know, our customers just demand it these days. You know, it isn't, We can't be generic. We have to be really, really specific and we have to meet them where they want us.
0: It's specifically general because I love the idea of suggestions. I know what I want, but like what else is out there? Right, That's the discovery. Right, and that's where inside knowledge comes in. We used to call them salespeople. They actually used to sell to you. And so that's really hard online, but I always scroll down like, well, what would they pair this with or what would they recommend it? Oh, a big jelly, wow. Yeah. Oh, actually, peanut butter and honey versus peanut butter and grape jelly. That sounds amazing. Yeah. So that's all amazing. Okay, sustainability is a growing concern for many consumers. Can you elaborate on how HEB is addressing sustainability in its operations and supply chain and what challenges you've encountered?
1: Yeah, I love this question. So, you know, I'm really proud to work at HEB because of some of our sustainability efforts. You know, we've done everything from, you know, really taking reusable bags and branding them to the market. I've been shopping around the state, and I have a reasonable Black from HEB that's you know, styled in the style of Austin, Texas, styled in the style of San Antonio, Texas. We've done work to help bring those bags back, plastic bags, and recycle them. But even things that are a little bit more interesting, you know, there's certain colors that you use in plastic packaging that aren't as easy for cities to recycle. And so we've really been trying to figure out how we can address that whole supply chain. And one of the things that's really important for us is you know, HEB is really Texans helping Texans. And we really want to, you know, we've been here 120 years and we want to be here for another 120, 240, however many years we can. We really have to take care of the environment around us. You know, HUB has really taken a strong stance that, you know, we're responsible for the environment around us. We want to make it better. We want to leave it in a better place for the next generation. And, you know, that can go from everything from bringing reusable bags to how do we handle shrinking fresh products to, you know, how do we just manage the life cycle or the second life of some of the products that we own? And so I think it's something that we have just started to make first class in our company. And I think we're going to make a greater and greater investment over time. And I've also heard lots of feedback from customers that they really enjoy that. You know, they like that their company's taking a great stance, the place that they're shopping and are taking a stance to support the environment and the community around them. And I think it's just something that we have to even more and get better at over time. Okay, got it. All
0: right. We're on the left question. I'm sad. I've enjoyed this so much. We could stay all day. Here we go. Are you ready? I'm ready. All right. What advice would you give to upcoming retail professionals and engineers who aspire to drive innovation in the grocery store industry? What skills or mindsets should they cultivate to be successful? Yeah. Get away.
1: I love this question. I had some interns this last year and I was sharing some of the same feedback with them. You know, I didn't get here because of my hard work or luck. I got here because of the community that raised me, right? I can remember all the mentors that walked me off the plant floor or the retail floor and said, hey, let's talk about what's happening. Just give me some stage advice. And so my advice to anyone who's trying to get into retail, trying to get into any industry is look at the folks around you. They got a wealth of knowledge. You know, I've never met a partner at H-E-B that doesn't want to help you. If You ask them for help, they'll pull you aside. They'll teach you from their experience. I think it's really important to remember that, you know, we're caretakers and stewards of what we've got when we have it, but we're going to pass it on to the next generation. And so my greatest advice is learn from the folks around you, ask questions, be inquisitive. You know, if you've got a radical idea that you're not sure if it's going to jive with the company, pull the folks around you, build that community. We talk a lot at HEB about how we're people first. I got advice when I first joined HEB, you can't get anything done unless you build the relationships first. And so my advice to everybody is, you know, yes, learn retailing, yes, learn the concepts, the technology, learn the product, learn the business, but also learn the people around you. You know, at the end of the day, grocery is a team sport. It's not one person that can make that store run. It's going to take, you know, 100, 200 people. And if you get to know them, if you get to like them, things, you just start to form a little bit of magic through that.
0: That's really great advice. <laughs> and I really want to thank you, Gaurav.
1: I appreciate it. Well, thank you for having me and I love the questions. It's
0: our pleasure. Thank you.